Today on Fifth Age, we answer questions like, why couldn't the Great Eagles just take the ring straight to Mount Doom and drop it right in there? Wait, didn't we already do this one? Joining us here in the Fifth Age, I'm Erica. And I'm Dan. Come along with us as we explore Tolkien's world together. You know what you're here for. Sending chaperones for our chaperones. That's right. We're going to discuss the Astari. In fact, we talked so much about this that we're breaking this into three full-length episodes. In today's episode, we talk about things like, what is an Astari anyway? How many of them are there? And in other news, we are huge fans of Yavanna. So we're, we're here to talk about the Astari. We are. And I'm really excited. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about the Astari because I had like a 10 minute rant about wizards in the first episode we recorded. Well, I think we're probably going to get into it again. And I have more information about it now because I actually did Which my means research. Which means there'll be less me and more you, so. That's always better. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Okay, so... So is Tari. Yeah. Uh, what's an Istari? <laughs> an Istari is a wizard. Okay. But they are Maya. So they appeared in Middle-earth in the Third Age after the shadow fell on Mirkwood, essentially. So when Sauron was defeated and came back the in shadow, southern Mirkwood. The shadow fell on Mirkwood. So that's the necromancer, Sauron yes. being... Yeah, when Sauron decided to be a jerk and move into Mirkwood, the Valar, often Valinor, like separated from Middle-earth, were like, you know, maybe we should do something about this. And they all got together. And um, Manwe, Lord of Wind, said, all right, guys, we're going to all hang out together and decide who's going to go to Middle-earth to help fight against Sauron. And Aule, the smith god, was like, I've got someone in mind. My friend, Kurunir. Saruman. Okay. He's pretty good. He knows some stuff. We can send him. He'll fight against Sauron. And Saruman's like, yeah, I can do that. So... Okay. So, that was great. And then Aule's wife, Yavanna, who's like the goddess of nature okay it's like uh okay so he can go but only if he takes this guy with him this guy radagast (laughs) so so wait a minute Aule's wife made saruman come with a chaperone um yes so so there's this thing that happens a couple times in the silmarillion where Aule is like, hey, I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to make some dwarves. They like to do smithcraft. Hey, the Noldor, they like to do smithcraft. They're going to cut down some trees and make some fires and do some smithing. And his wife's like, oh, those are my trees. I like those (laughs) trees. I'm going to send something to keep your people from messing with my people. I'm going to make Ents, okay? So, and gonna... so you're saying this is like a recurring theme with her? She's like, you are out of control. <laughs> this is an intervention. Hence. Yes. Or in this case, 
hey, your guy Saruman should probably take this guy Radagast with, right? This and they're all like, ugh, yeah, I guess. This brings up one of my favorite things, which is <laughs> at wives. Because, <laughs> because it seems almost like our chaperones, the chaperones of the, are the ant wives, the chaperones of the chaperones. Yeah, I like, think they maybe was like ants, and then she saw ants, and she was like, "Whoa, ant wives!" <laughs> what did that do? Hang on, <laughs> this is not okay. Wait, this doesn't make it better. Let's fix the thing I fixed. <laughs> But there's there's this weird like Aule Yavana thing going on where she doesn't trust his servants to do what they're supposed to. And honestly, if you look at what happened with Saruman and Radagast, this is actually true. So Aule's servant, Saruman, got really caught up in creating things and tearing down trees. That's and- true. That's actually what happened. Yeah. And Radagast got so distracted by the bunnies in the trees that he didn't do his job at all. Hold, okay, so so we've got two. We got two so far that we know, but we got Kurinir. Yeah. Why does everybody have more than one name, Tolkien? Because it's Tolkien, and he loves language, and it's beautiful. Uh, okay, um, so we've got Saruman, mm-hmm. and we've got Radagast. Does Radagast mm-hmm. have another cool name? Oh yeah, I wrote it down. Hang on. And it's really hard to pronounce. Does it have all the consonants? It has all the vowels. Oh. Iwindil. Iwindil. Ra- yeah, Radagast's name is No Iwindil. wonder he went with Radagast. Right? Well, Radagast means like friend of beasts or something. So it was, yeah. it was given to him. That name was given to him by the elves. Okay, so where were all we? Right. Radagast, uh, Iwindil. Radagast, his actual name... Iwindil? Iwindil. Yeah, it means lover of birds. All right. Anyway, um, so that's two. So what what language is that, by the way, that the Valar name people in? It's Kenya. It's High Elvish. Kenya? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got, got- Saruman, whose name is current current. Kurinir? Kurinir. Kurinir. Okay. Man and of skill. Man of skill. Oh. Man of skill. So, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right? This is hilarious, because now you've got... Because <laughs> you have oh. Ayuli. You have Ayuli, who's like, I'm going to send somebody to Middle Earth to do stuff for me. And Yvonne's <laughs> gone, uh, who are you sending? And he's like, Man of skill. And she's like, <laughs> you named somebody man of skill? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, best name ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's like, okay, well, I'm going to send him with this guy, lover of birds, because he noticed something that wasn't him once. <laughs> it was a bird. <laughs> And they're going to go together and it's going to be cool. Like that time I sent the Ents and then made Lady Ents. I'm, I just, you I'm know, sensing a pattern. Not, not to throw stones or anything. <laughs> not to throw stones. Uh, so who else we got? Who else we got? Wait, wait, wait. My brain has to catch up to everything that just happened. Okay. So Saruman and Radagast. And, you know, Saruman kind of resents it the entire time they're there. Because even 
even when Gandalf mentions Radagast to Saruman, um, like after the fall of Isengard, Saruman refers to like Radagast the Brown, Radagast the Bird Tamer. Like, actually, I think that's at the Council of Elrond. That's at the Council of Elrond when Gandalf is relating his story about Saruman betraying him. He mentions Radagast and Saruman's like, that guy. Like, I hate that wait, guy. Wait, 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 wait. Saruman wasn't at the Council of Elrond. No, but Gandalf is relating his capture by Saruman at the Council of Elrond. Oh, and he's relating what Saruman said about Radagast. Okay, so there are three other Astari to talk about. Okay. So we have Saruman and Radagast, and they're ready to go. And then Arome, the hunter god, is like, ooh, I got someone. His name is Alatar. And Alatar is fine with that. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go fight Sauron, but only if I can take my buddy Palando with me. And Palando's over there, like, shooting the finger guns. <laughs> yeah. is like, yeah, you can come with so, me, buddy. So what is, because the name starts with Pal, I'm, anyway, um, what do their names mean? Do we know? I don't remember. And I'm not looking it up right now. Okay. We're going to make them up. So. They're from the hunter god. So go with that. So what's the first guy's name? I forgot already. Alatar. Alatar means guy that hunts good. Cool. It might actually mean that. I and don't know. Palando means Dirk Gently, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you're right. Because, so, yeah. You know, we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. It actually... Well, there's a, there's a video game tie-in I'm going to get to later, but um, just talk about those guys for a minute because... You got it. Yeah. Okay, so Elatar and Palando are sent by Arome, and they're basically they're buddies, and they're so each each of the Astari are associated with a color. So Saruman the white, Radagast the brown. We'll get to Gandalf the gray in a minute, but the other two, Elatar and Palando, are cons- are blue wizards. They're called the blue Astari. Okay. Apparently, they're both blue. I don't know why. Maybe it's an Arome thing, but um. So Saruman is considered the head of the order. Gandalf even says that at some point in Lord of the Rings. And um, Alatar is like supposed to be the next strongest um, of the Astari. After uh, Saruman? The- yes. Okay. And then they both brought someone with them. Alatar on purpose. Saruman because Ivana's <laughs> kind of insecure. Um, or it has good ideas i mean look at what happened with saruman i mean she wasn't wrong (laughs) she was not wrong maybe (laughs) maybe somebody with more focus next time i don't know i mean ideally yeah (laughs) um so at this point we have four when they were gonna send three originally okay and manway and manway said hey wait a second where's aloran uh, he's the wisest of the Maya. He should go because he would know what to do. He um, hangs out in Lorien, not Lothlorien, Lorien and Valinor, which is a different thing. Is that like London and New London, where London is this cool place that has all sorts of stuff in it? And New London is <laughs> a place in Connecticut where there is a submarine shipyard. 
Um, there's also a new London in Wisconsin. And Berlin. <laughs> and Luxembourg, but let's not get into that. Okay, so we're talking about the Blue Astari. Oh, no, you were just talking about uh, Aloran, which makes me think of Alora Davin. But okay, go ahead. Um, now I forgot what I was doing. You said, where okay. is Aloran, the wisest right. of the Maya? And line, Aloran... that's your line. Line. <laughs> Next time just say Shut line. Up. <laughs> Shut up, Dan. <laughs> So Manwe was wondering where Aloran was because he's wise and compassionate. He spent uh-huh. time in um, Lorien. And Lorien is um, a place that that Irmo lives. And Irmo is the, is the Vala of Dreams and Visions. Okay. So uh, Aloran actually means true vision or... Clear vision, dream, uh, inspiration. So Gandalf, this is Gandalf we're talking about, by the way. Oh. Aloran is Gandalf. All right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Aloran is Gandalf. So Aloran means clear vision, clear dream, true dream, things like that. It's, it's, that's the concept we're going for here. Um, and Aloran, when Manwe asked, hey, where's this guy? Lauren was like, yeah, I'm here, but I'm kind of scared of Sauron. He freaks me out. I don't really want to go fight him. I'm not strong enough to fight him. And Manwe okay. said, Manwe said, you know, that's actually why you should go. Because you've got a healthy respect for this and you're going to take it seriously. Okay. Um, you'll go as the third. Astari. Yeah, I know there are five now, but we're talking Saruman was chosen, Alatar was chosen, Aloran was we're chosen. We're talking about the three real ones. <laughs> the three real ones. Um, and so Manwe said, you'll go as the third, and Manwe's wife Varda said, not as the third. And Saruman heard that, and he was like, what? So which one is he? He didn't say that. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, I'm judging and putting words in his mouth because that's what we do, right? It is what we're here for. Um, and so now we have our five. We have um, Saruman, Elatar, and Gandalf. And Saruman was sent with Radagast and Elatar brought Palando. So when she said, not the third, she was like, uh, she knows what's up. She's like, ladies count two. Is that, is that like what she was, at, <laughs> what she was about? Like, um, I think she she's so Varda is like the goddess of light and the stars. Um, and her other name is Elbereth. And that's who Frodo calls upon in Shelob's Lair and stuff like that. She's the goddess of light. Oh, so, so wait, she's far seeing is the point. She knows what's up. She knows what's coming. So the uh, Elvish poem song, uh, uh, Elbereth Gilthoniel, is about her? Yeah. Ah. She's, she's the queen of the stars. That's pretty cool. It's extremely cool. And she is Manwe's wife. Um, so we've got all five of Starry. So we know um, who they are, but like, what are they? Like, what is the deal? I know you started off, like, talking about it a little bit, but, but, like, what are they? They're Maya. 
They're okay, so, so they're Maya. They're spirits and that can take human or elvish form. Oh, hold up. Maya can only look human or elvish? I know, but you know, that's how they tend to manifest. Well, oh, yeah, but Balrogs are Maya, so not only. Uh-huh. Wait, could a Balrog can... look could a Balrog look elvish? Probably not. There's this whole theme of corruption in Tolkien's world where it's likely that because they're so evil, in air quotes, um, they can't appear as anything other than they are. They're spirits of fire and death. I mean, what do you want? No, I don't. I literally want nothing more from Balrogs because they're some of the <laughs> coolest things that's ever been created. I Balrogs know, right? are amazing. They're so awesome. We, we need nothing additional from Balrogs. They're, they're pretty metal. <laughs> they're the most metal. Um... <laughs> So, okay, so they're Maya, but I guess what I meant more on more than just how they fit into Tolkien's hierarchy of beings um, is so they weren't Istari before they were picked in this way, right? Yeah, they were just Maya that were hanging out various places in Valinor. Yeah, doing doing their thing, doing their Maya thing. So they were just doing Maya stuff before that, but. So what makes, I guess what I'm saying is what makes them Astari? Like, or why? Why? Let's switch from what to why. That's also not a question. What? Why so are like, Astari? Yeah, no, I think that's a question. That's a valid question. Why are Astari? Because like I understand, what? I understand that like, Aule was like, I want to send this cool guy somewhere <laughs> cool. Um, and Yavana was like, this was this was part of a council, all right. Oh, there was a council. Yeah, I, I oh, led. You with started this. off. You, yeah, you led with that. So Manwe said, "Hey, you know, we should probably send some emissaries because things are getting weird over in Middle Earth. Let's let's we don't really involve ourselves in Middle Earth these days, but maybe we should help out because Saren might be getting out of control, and maybe we should help out." Let's send some people just to check things out. See if that's actually Sauron, what's going on over there, and see if we need to, like, smack him down a little. Right, but they're, they're not intending to actually get involved themselves. Who, the Vela? Yeah. No. So No, they're only sending emissaries. So these are like, um... These are like avatars, then. Or are they? I mean, kind of. There was, um... One of Tolkien's, like, scribblings actually um, speculated that maybe Gandalf is Manwe taking form. And that doesn't make any sense if you look at anything else, and it was just on a scribbling on a scrap of paper somewhere. We're talking unfinished tales here, so, you know. (laughs) Straight out of the canon. I mean, Tolkien had a ton of writing that was just on scraps of paper, and unfinished tales is a lot of those. Unfinished tales is super cool, though. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's been a great source for this and I love it. It's got great stories. So I guess, um, to be an avatar, you have to be acting directly on behalf of a deity or you have to be wielding their power directly. And neither of those are the case with the Astari. So these are more like, I mean, you use the word emissaries, which sounds more correct then. And that's the word that Tolkien used. Oh, what? When Manuwe was speaking, so I'm guessing that's <laughs> where he was going with might that. Might be accurate. I mean, as accurate as anything is, really. 
So, I mean, and, I did do my research this time. As as accurate as anything can be before Yavana like revises it and makes it better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Yavana. I'm starting to. I think I might too. She seems She's to. She seems to be pretty cool. She holds her own. All right. So Sauron is mucking stuff up in Mirkwood. Yep. Bringing is, all his he, giant spider buddies in. Is he also acting on behalf of uh, Avala? Is he acting on behalf of Melkor? Not really. Um, so the Astari aren't really acting like like you said. They they don't have the power of the Vala, and they don't have like they're not direct like a hand of the Vala. They're right. emissaries, and Sauron is sort of the same for Melkor. He's like an emissary. He's he's like, well, he was his general in the first stage. I guess part of this is Sauron just seems so much more powerful than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, that kind of made me wonder if Melkor maybe juiced him up um, and if he was actually an avatar. Well, um, I guess so much more powerful than than who specifically? Uh, so much more powerful than the Astari, for example. Yeah, I I mean, so he was able to... So one of Sauron's powers is domination of will. Oh, so like is this he, just by his nature that he is able to... Like, people can't he, go toe-to-toe with him? Yeah. But Saruman could give him a run for his, for his money if he was actually trying. But Saruman wasn't actually trying. <laughs> so, So is this a situation where, I mean... The Lord of the Rings kind of answers this question in a way on its own, but this is a situation where like, you can't go directly at him, right? Like mm-hmm. this you almost actually. The- so this brings me this brings me right back to the Great Eagles, right? Because oh my god, well it does because like the whole point you were making in the Great Eagles uh, discussion was that the Eagles would be super obvious, but also like you're coming at Sauron head on. If you come at Sauron head on, he can he can overtake you. He can dominate yeah. you. Uh-huh. Which isn't something we talked about. Um, That's true. And maybe, maybe that was, maybe that would have been a concern too. Not that I want to uh-huh. revisit the Great Eagles topic necessarily, but good lord, no. But you know, maybe, uh, maybe Gawahir flying into Mordor with the with the ring just drops it off at Barador. Right. You I know? mean, that's a possibility. I mean, they are they are servants. I mean, technically servants of Manwe, but that doesn't mean they can't be swayed. Well, I mean, technically, you know? Saruman's a servant, a servant of Aioli, right? So, and so is Sauron. A servant of Aioli? Well, he he worked with Aioli. He was originally with Aioli. Saruman was originally Saruman was originally a Maya of Aioli, but he was turned by Melkor. So Saruman and Sauron are on the same side. Wait, 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 in wait, wait. The way beginning. Do they like know each other? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, obviously they know each other because they're like looking at each other through the Palantir eventually. <laughs> like, hey, buddy. And then there's actually this part in um, Unfinished Tales where are you just laughing on the floor right now? Yeah, you are. I can't. So there's this, I can't. <laughs> there's this part in Unfinished Tales where they talk about the Ringwraiths coming to Isengard right after Gandalf escapes. And Saruman can overpower with the power of his voice can overpower the ring wraiths and convince them to do things did you say 
Who'd you say? Saruman. Saruman can do that? Yep. So Saruman has the power of domination as well. Um, his voice has the power to sway people to his side. Which is different. Which is different. She has the power of influence, not the power of domination. Yes. So he influences the Ringwraiths to be like, peace out, we're gonna go look for the ring somewhere else, it's not here. Huh. That's crazy. Saruman, Saruman is extremely powerful. And I think that it's not, it's not shown to its full extent, I think, in Lord of the Rings. Well, and Gandalf certainly is circumspect about confronting Saruman. Yeah. And Gandalf... <laughs> I mean, we think of Gandalf... Um, or I, I mean, I think of Gandalf as this, as this extremely powerful being. For goodness sakes, the guy went toe-to-toe with the Balrog, which I understand. I understand he had help, right? Like, he had the Elvish Ring... He did. And he had Glamdring. Mm-hmm. And he had, well, he had the wizard staff, which I don't know what that deal is with that. We'll get to that later. Me neither. Will we? It seems important. We will. Well, maybe we won't. Um, but it seems important, though. The wizards have staffs, right? It does, doesn't it? And I actually always thought when I was a kid, like, I always thought that was super important. Um, their staff was super important. Like, it was like a part of how they worked and you just reminded me that when you said um sauron and saruman were talking to each other through palantirs i was like they both stri- swiped right on tinder and they were when <laughs> they started facetiming one night um well that didn't go well apparently not <laughs> kind of reminds me have of you, like have, have you got beer at your place no have you got hobbits at your place <laughs> <laughs> hobbits do you have hobbits do you have rings i can make one <laughs> that's not what i mean <laughs> no i can i'm i'm making one i'm making one in my spare time right that's what i'm doing yeah that is what saruman was doing guys guys the white council's here they're being really rude they're all like just pointing at their rings <laughs> <laughs> I got to fit in with the cool kids. <laughs> right. So. Um, we were talking about stabs. We were talking staves. about stabs. And is there anything about that? Like, is there anything about that in in Tolkien's writing? Because it's it's co-opted in all these different ways all yeah. over the place. And, and like in all the derivative work. I mean, you have like you have stabs wizards using staffs as their the focus of their power in yeah. role-playing games and fantasy novels and it all seems derivative from Tolkien except that it's not because did they ever talk about that what does the staff even mean I I don't know of any like I haven't come across it in my recent research anything about maybe, a wizard staff maybe but it maybe from the Norse I was gonna say maybe it's an older thing I was actually yeah, thinking I, when you said the the blue Astari and the the hunter god I was actually thinking of um that made me think of like of British uh, tribes. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So, and of course, uh, uh, Tolkien, in part, was trying to create a mythology for for the UK for for Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Yep. And or yeah, he would have called it Great Britain, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. British Empire. <laughs> the British Empire, maybe, maybe not that one. Uh, 
but maybe. <laughs> anyway. So, the the Astari. Um, stabs. We were talking stabs. about stabs. We were talking and about I stabs. And I, I said, I don't, I don't really know. It may be from Norse mythology. It or, may be from yeah, British or, mythology. Yeah. Ancient Celtic mythology. I, I'd have to do more reading. Uh-oh, more Uh-oh, research reading. for Erica. <laughs> Too bad for you. Oh, I hate it. That's part one of three, so there's plenty more on the Astari to come. But if you have any questions, please don't wait to contact us. You can reach us by email at show at fifthagepodcast.com, on Twitter at fifthagepodcast, or on our Facebook page if you prefer. We appreciate all of our listeners and would love to hear any feedback or questions. If you like what you're hearing and want to help some nerds out, please share our show on social media or leave us a rating on iTunes or elsewhere. It will help people find our show. Music, as always, is provided by the amazing Dr. Turtle. You can find him on Bandcamp. Thanks for listening. See you for part two.